0: I'm in Max. Max, Max you Max, Max, are listening to Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. I'm in Max. Max. Max, Max! Max, 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 Max. Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Why, hello. <laughs> Welcome to season 29, episode 2 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My
1: name is Kimmy.
0: And I'm Kurt. <coughs> in this episode, Kurt has a topic. What was your topic again? It was about... It's about uh, um, uh, cities. Cities in urban fantasy. Okay. And then uh, Brian writes in about printing presses and fantasy settings and PvP. Mm. And then Gurgmerg, I suspect is probably a pseudonym for someone I know, uh, sends a message about GURPS magic and bad GMing. <laughs> mm. Yeah,
1: GURPS. Wait, is, wait, is
0: it up. GURPS magic or is it GURPS, comma, magic, comma, and bad GMing? GURPS, comma, magic, comma, Ah. GURPS, comma, magic, and bad GMing. Because I don't use Oxford commas. Ah, I write yeah. sentences that don't need them. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Cambridge <laughs> omission. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's it. But first, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. We need emails always. show's about to end. It's about it. No. This is like almost the last episode, unless we get more emails. No. Yeah don't sh- yes Anne. yes
1: Anne. I, I rolled my eyes it's different than shushing
0: it's actually total contempt rolling your eyes is total contempt oh. it, it really is <laughs> and you can watch the show live you go to uh, happyjacks.org slash live at uh, 10 12 a. no we started a m. minutes ago that's true 10 Ish. 7 a.m. pacific time <laughs>
1: In our new studio. Our and have
0: new studio. studio. In our it's... new studio. Which,
1: obviously, we're all going to throw out the window if nobody writes emails. That's... So, after all this effort, come all on, this write effort. emails.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing that there's a really big roll-up door over there. We can throw everything out <laughs> at once. Throw. Yeah, just get a big, yeah.
0: fucking huge-ass broom and just... Yeah. Yeah, one end yeah. the other. <laughs> I think that's called a bobcat. <laughs> 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 I was say, like, a it's no, the room you ride in, like it's a, called the bobcat like a, or, or a caterpillar. Yeah, <laughs> yes, because that's how we're going. Or f- Komatsu. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. Oh, the first first email. <clears> oh <throat> uh, no! Initiative roll. Uh, no, no, no. What's we're going to skip? Okay, right, gotcha. Printing presses, and th- this this got brought up because of the fact that I decided I wanted to put. I think he, he brought this, and I, and I actually want to talk a little bit about this because it. I lament that when I run fantasy games, I don't get to have newspapers. And it's like, well, wait a minute. I, I, w- yes,
2: yes, you can.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, greetings, joyful jackers. It's Chronivore on the now-defunct forums and Discord. Stu's pal Brian from his college-era games. Instead of Osaka, I'm writing from slightly overcast Idaho Day. Wow, you're in back in the United States. Uh, well, it's at least when he wrote this, which was yeah. 60 Who knows, months ago. Uh, (laughs) After a very busy stretch of work at home, I've been catching up on podcasts. Season 28, episodes 14 and 15 feature stories that deserve a few extra notes. First, on printing presses. You're absolutely right that this could lead to a proliferation of knowledge in the same way it did in pre-industrial times. When spells no longer must be copied by hand, they may become more widely distributed. However, there are several points to consider. Freedom of the press is not a given. Are the presses controlled and sanctioned by some overarching force, i.e., does the government suppress the press? (laughs) Uh, How easy is it to come up with proper paper and ink for printing? Do spells require particular paper and ink, which may be controlled by the Mages Guild or government? Yes. Do the colleges controlling spell distribution do so openly? Are their spells available equally? Uh, Writing script styles. While the Roman alphabet is easily transferred to character-based linear type layout, music is less so, and Asian character sets even more restrictive. What about mathematical formulae? Um, There are written systems which describe movement for dance, but it is almost certainly less efficient than learning movement directly through an instructor. That's true. Is there anything else? I mean there there are a couple points um part of why gutenberg
2: made his printing press was there was an abundance of really high quality paper available mm. at the uh following the end of the black death um and but most of the clerks had died was that a causal relationship it actually was it's 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 kind of near well, skin. No, no. Okay, so <laughs> oh,
0: the first right where my brain was. You were so
2: <laughs> so, so Wow! Be- depending on where wow! You, <laughs> sorry. So depending <laughs> on where you were in England or in, in, in Europe, I'm sorry. Depending on where you were in Europe, between Hyrule. one third and two thirds of the population right. had died. Yeah. Sure. Um, and when they when we came out of it after about a decade, um, there, there was a, all of that wealth was concentrated in far fewer people right. and they kind of went nuts and they bought all kinds of fabric and one of the things that everybody wore was linen right linen wears out and so there was all of a sudden a whole lot of linen rag which oh. you then used to make paper oh. and a very high quality paper at that sure gutenberg was a uh, was a, a goldsmith he was a jeweler and he that used makes those sense t- yes, being movable those type. skills yeah. to make the movable type which he did not invent mm-hmm. he did not invent movable type he just did it in such a way that it worked he combined the idea of movable type and the skills that he had and the idea of the wine press that became the the, the, the paper printing press writing press, right. press with <laughs> the abundab- the abundance of lots of paper and most of the people who were literate and could write had died so the need for people to you know the, the need for documents was was still very high, but there weren't as many clerks around, so it, it was all kinds of things that 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 all combined to in this perfect storm that resulted in Gutenberg's success. Now Gutenberg himself was not a success because almost immediately his design was pirated, and uh, he, there was no such thing as uh, patents, right? Right. So it was almost immediately copied all over Europe. Um. And if I remember right, Gutenberg died uh, penniless. Oh, really? If I, no I, 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 I could be wrong on that point, but it would not surprise <clears> me because, like I said, it was just ridiculously copied everywhere. And one of the biggest users of the new printing press was the Catholic Church,
0: Church right?
2: To print plenary indulgences, of course, to, to finance things <laughs> like. Michelangelo,
0: <laughs> absolutely.
2: And then you get into Martin Luther and right. how this is a horrible idea, and, uh, and so on and so. But I, you know, I, I,
0: I, so when you talking
1: about no,
2: but well, what what I wanted to bring the up point is, is if the if the actual production of the presses is controlled, the use and production of the presses is controlled, like Brian suggests. Right. Then the proliferation of written material doesn't explode the same way that it did in fifteenth century Europe. Right. So.
0: Because <clears throat> when I was my when father was,
2: being a Western Civ,
0: uh, Western Civ teacher, okay. <laughs> what I was thinking about, what, uh, specifically regarding world building, is is trying to break that assumption that inventions happen in a certain order. Because we see, I mean, we we only know we only have you know one huge civilization to look at to see where yeah. innovations happen and yeah. and what order they happen in, right? But that doesn't—that is not necessary, right? That that isn't a, a given. Sure. And I mean, when you think about what you need to make a movable press, you don't need much no. technologically. There's not—it's it, there's not a lot of stuff you yeah. have to you have to be you have able to, to, to w- understand levers, screw, some basic uh, uh, machines, yeah. right? And that, and you have to have some sort of alloy that you can easily either right. carve or cast to make right. your—they did make mostly your lead, lead, so yeah, right. So, I mean, it, so there's no reason why <clears throat> the movable type couldn't have been invented 200 years earlier or maybe even earlier than that. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. But that, that to me, that, that is something I, I, I find myself always doing. I'm, my brain is kind of in the habit as I mm-hmm. always look, use our, how, our technological development as a template for how it must work everywhere. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it, you can't. Because it's not no. necessarily
2: it's a very Eurocentric attitude yeah. that we're ingrained with because we were taught Eurocentrism. Right. <laughs> so
1: it's funny too. I've always assumed. I mean, I guess it depends on what system you're playing. So, but I've always assumed that um, like spells. It wasn't just like words there for me. I've always like imagined. And I guess even with, like, D&D and stuff, too, someone, like, a mage had to write it so that it's, like, imbued with a little bit of magic in order for someone to actually learn it or to, to actually use the, the spell.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I always assume that, that a spell is more than just whatever incantation you say. It also, yeah. it's whatever, you know, hand motions or right. uh, there's all aspects of other things that go into it. Yeah. I and mean, that's why, like, in D&D, for
2: instance, they have the, there are components that are verbal, somatic, and material. Right. So
1: yeah I would I I think I would have assumed or at least in my world building that you can't use a printing press for spells like maybe you could use it for a map to go to the store to where the right. mage is to go, to go get a spell, but that spells actually have to be made. Like, it's almost like a, a spell itself You to make an actual yeah. spell, spell scroll that works.
0: See, I, for, for, me, for me, yes, Special for eats. scrolls, like yes. if you're like, it's a one-off thing, mm-hmm. That I, I think that thing would be imbued with the magic of it, but I'd see like regular spells kind of as more procedural. Mm-hmm. You might have a specific language for it, yeah. Dep- or or maybe even multiple languages sort of like what he's talking about like music has its own language and dance right. has its own language. Right. You could have a similar culture thing at least, yeah. Right. You could have a, a similar thing that's happening with how you're, you know, you're concentrating in, in certain ways and, you know, the motions of your hands and arms mm-hmm. and shit like that. So. so the other thing is that um,
2: it's very easy to print the page and then bind the book. Mhm. But if you're a wizard carrying around your spell book, are you going to put that into a press to have it printed? Or are you going to handwrite it into the book? Or are you going to right. try to insert pages and rebind it every time you learn new spells? Because binding the book is a entirely different skill. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know,
0: handwriting into an existing book is still probably the best way of going about it. Right. Um, Although, not- I mean, it, if you think about, like, a mage college or something... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> They might have their basic primers, like, basic elemental magic. Here are here's right. your copies. You know what I mean? Here's, like textbooks in Harry Potter. Same yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <clears throat> cantrips. You're not going to have that for your, you know, it's, your cool shit. Yeah, you know? it's cantrips for dummies. Yeah, exactly. A little yellow book. <laughs> yellow and black printing. All right.
1: Okay,
0: right, that makes sense. <laughs> All right. But I... I did, so th- th- I'm, I'm still toying with how that's changing the society. I have until tomorrow. Oh, well, plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although we're we tomorrow's character gens. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say what time tomorrow? Because four p.m. Oh, then you've got hours, you've hours, got, and hours, and hours. You have yeah. thirty yeah. hours between now and then. Well, what you to do a, sleep and curtains and shit, and <laughs> and goof off. Right. Yes, of course. It's <laughs> always important. Uh, <laughs> okay, on to party violence. His email continues. Uh, as the as the player who conspired with Bill to kill that delusional paranoid wizard, as well as another as another game where I felt a moral imperative to kill oh, Eric's soul stealing megalomaniacal necromancer, we had some people make some interesting characters <laughs> when I ran Gerps <laughs> back in college. I'm, I'm remembering Oppenheimer, <laughs> or your tales of Oppenheimer, rather. Yeah, we, we, we didn't think about things like party cohesion it was never (laughs) that was never on the table you pointed out that it's commonly not just a character versus character problem that leads to violence but player versus player in the case with the paranoid delusional wizard we stayed in character and said hey you just attacked a member of the party and nearly killed him sure you healed him back up but that's not a net zero gambit you enacted violence on us When we're already down here fighting for our lives, and the out of character, it's what my character would do, reasoning, was trotted out. In the Necromancer case, but do you blame the character, or the guy who created it? (laughs) In the Necromancer case, after Eric's murderous tendencies were revealed... I had my regular character bow out and introduced a new character who was tuned as an assassin specifically for the task. I, I let a, a lot of shit just kind of happen. Yeah,
1: you did. It was a
0: very fascinating ago. game to GM.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I regret this, as it was unfair and it was an unfair and sneaky way of dealing with a group dynamic problem, which these days would have been addressed in session zero example hmm yeah i don't want to adventure alongside an evil character if that secret information and it comes out one of our characters is, will have to leave lastly i owe Stu an apology he's, <laughs> he, he's mentioned several times during the podcast the gurps yeah game where a potion doubled his iq for a short period of time he read have i read this email before no, but you've mentioned that yeah, story. Yeah, have talked about that story before many times. I'd say so. wonder if he's sent in an email about this before.
1: Maybe. Well, this is Keep maybe reading. It's apologies is always
0: worth it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, he rather reasonably looked for ways that he might benefit his character beyond increased base stat for skill checks. He tried echolocation to determine the depth of the pit. Sadly, I did not take the opportunity to just go with it. I apologize and ask for understanding when I explained why I was reticent. Prior to that portion, I had a player learn the measure spell, so it was cast for no fatigue cost over several sessions. He derailed. He derailed progress by casting it on each object. I called out in this in a scene. No. Me, you're in a harbor. There are docks leading out to the water, supported by rope-covered pylons, and several small fishing boats lashed to the docks. Mister Measure, how long is the dock? Rolls. I made by five. How wide are the dock planks, Rolls? How thick is the rope used to lash the boats to the docks, Rolls? You get the picture. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it didn't take long for me to get sick of answering those questions, and I'm sorry that you are on the wrong side and undeserving end of my player-induced trauma, Mia culpa. Thanks for the podcast. You keep me moderately sane during my work-from-home and Japanese state of emergency, which repeats like a broken record.
1: Uh-oh. Stay
0: safe. P.S. What is your favorite Game of Thrones actor? P.P.S., Peter, drink Lidge.
1: <laughs> Huzzah! Very good.
0: There's not nearly enough
2: rum in my Gatorade, <laughs> <laughs> which is to say, there's no rum in my Gatorade.
1: Aww. That's a pity. Yes, it's always nice when people apologize.
0: Yeah. Well, see, I 25 I, years later. Remember reading this before? <laughs> I did not pre-read this email. No. no, but I remember reading this before.
1: I definitely don't remember the Peter Dinklage.
0: No, but I'm wondering if maybe he sent a, in a, a, a previous hey, email. Don't
1: need to worry about it right
2: now. It's fine. Yeah, let's go right back right now and listen mm. through 29 season, 28 season. No, of the it, w- show. it was recent. If I remember <laughs> it, it didn't
0: happen that's a so long time ago.
2: That's a fair point. <laughs>
0: well. but yeah, it was. We had it was an interesting game. There was a lot of character depth. Like he was not the only person who made a character. That was engineered to kill another character because we have people kill each other's characters all the time. We had another guy named Eric who uh, had a character who was—I don't remember why—he his character didn't get along with Bill's character,
3: mm-hmm.
0: so they got in a fight, and Bill was better at making characters, <laughs> and he killed uh-huh. he killed the other Eric's character. So Eric made that character's brother. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> to come back to for revenge, yes, that's awesome. <laughs> yes,
0: so he was not the only one to do that.
1: It was a, it was
0: very interesting. Yeah, interesting. Game. Like it, we loved it. We we thought it was fantastic yeah. and very if you fun. You had fun. That's all that matters. Yes, right. and we it's did. It's a game. you are w- supposed to have fun. Th- it was not uncommon for people to for occasionally at the end of a session leave a little pissed. It did happen. Oh, okay. It did happen. Well, so really. it was not perfect. Yes. But it wasn't always the same person. <laughs> because okay,
1: that's to right. my knowledge,
0: no one had a character murdered twice.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: To his knowledge. No. <laughs> Eric's character's brother was killed by the same character. Uh, never mind. Okay. And there we go. <clears throat> yeah. All right. GURPS AND MAGIC and bad GMing story from Gurgmurg. Merg. I suspect that's also Brian <laughs> although maybe not it could be it could be from Steve Jackson who doesn't want, want us to know who wrote it It's a stupid <laughs> question <laughs> <laughs> alright you want to split this one? Um,
1: they're longish
2: oh my god they're, yeah sure okay dear
1: wait, happy wait
2: no Jib wrote this it's like three pages
1: <laughs>
0: three pages is not enough
1: Dear Happy Jackers and System Hackers Pretty script, long time listener, occasional writer But I've adopted a new handle Pretty much everywhere on the internet since I last wrote in So I've used the new one here too Um Exciting So very excited to hear that Stu is going to be running a GURPS game soon Yeah I have understood You have to let him do it
2: it, He was slow I did
1: Do it again Yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do I understand (laughs) understand correctly that the game will be set in the collaborative world you all are making? Or do I have that wrong? You have that wrong. Okay. What happened is we started collaboratively making the world. And I started
0: stealing stuff from my own game crap. So
1: there will be some parallels. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) But not not on purpose. Um, Stu, have you decided what magic system you're going to use? Personally, I really like the uh, looks of Ritual Path Magic. I played with Realm-based Flexible Magic for a while, and IRC, there's a Pyramid article that explains how to do a hybrid of the two, but after learning more about RPM and seeing the good things that fans have to say about it, I'd be inclined to use that one in the future. Uh, ritual Path Magic is one of the Flexible Magic systems that aren't preset spells, but rather gives you rules for how to craft spells on the fly. Though, uh, polite players and GMs have will have a prepared list of common ones, I imagine, and the RPM... The book has some pre-written ones. Of course, to me, flexible magic systems, at least in GURPS, raise a dilemma. They make yes ending really easy, but they allow mages to outshine the other PCs. Yep. Uh, here's how I came to this dilemma. Several years ago, I was running a game for a group of friends, and one of the players really wanted to play a mage who specialized in plant magic. And wouldn't you know it, GURPS has a plant magic supplement! Because, of course, GURPS has a plant magic supplement! It's GURPS.
0: I think it's just a section in the magic book now. Oh, yeah. I think there's just a section of plant
1: yeah. spells. So, I picked it up. I made up what I thought looked to be a pretty capable plant mage, <clears throat> and was sent to adven- we sent to adventuring. And fairly often, a player would look at a problem the group was facing, think of a clever way a mage who could control plants could solve the problem, and ask if it would work. The problem was, not only did she personally not have a fitting spell on her character sheet... Grips just didn't have spells for a lot of what she wanted to do. Stuff that, once she started playing, seemed like a pretty o- seemed like pretty obvious options for a plant mage. When the GMing wisdom with the gming wisdom <clears throat> I have now, I've come up I'd come up with some way to handle it during the session. Then re- revisit the rules after. Um, but what do you uh, But do you know what I did instead? Like an asshole, I said no because she didn't have the right spell again, through no fault of her own. I didn't want to say no, but I just wasn't in the rules. You could say that I was suffering from a hide ba- a hide-bound disadvantage, lack of creativity. You want to pick up there?
2: That campaign eventually fizzled, <sighs> mostly because of scheduling. But I wonder if this had something to do with it. It, it may have. A lot of it, times, it a may lot have. of times,
0: games that di- die of scheduling die be- because of lack of interest.
2: Yeah, um, I had a car- mm-hmm. I had a player in one of my. It- ill Traveler games just at one point just, what's the point of this game? Oh. I was like, <laughs> well, there goes all the wind out of my sails. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> to we have had one- a good time. We had one more session <laughs> after that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. Like, uh, never mind. Wow, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: The kill anyway. shot for the GM. You
2: that know, is, just that's just a real gut hurt. shot there. We had one, maybe two sessions <sighs> after that. Yeah, not good. Um... uh. However, that experience stuck with me. I wanted magic to work differently in future games. I didn't want to be stuck to a spell list and wanted to be able to easily say yes to creative ideas. So, I picked up the Thaumatology Supplement. I almost read that as thaumaturgy, but Thaumatology Mm -hmm. Supplement to see what it could offer. Mm -hmm. That supplement offered flexible magic systems that, like ritual Ritual Path Magic, offer parameters for building and improvising spells. I thought this was perfect. No more saying no. By combining it with the threshold magic option, the GURPS system that allows mages lots of power that might blow up in their faces if they're not careful, we no longer had to ask can a mage do this spell, but rather will the mage accept the risk this spell entails? I thought surely this was the answer. Fast forward a few years when I actually have time to run a GURPS game again. I, of course, used the Flexible Magic plus Threshold, and it did just what I wanted it to do. Allowed me to stop saying no because of a limited spell list. And it did that job perhaps too well, because now one mage could solve nearly any problem. Need to see a scary monster in the woods? No problem. View it remotely with magic. Need to navigate a maze-like dungeon? Need to fight a BBEG? No problem. Use magic to prepare a bunch of strong buffs for Swordman and hang back while he handles it effortlessly. Is there a puzzle door in, the, in your way? Not anymore, because magic can easily move it aside. It turned out to be fairly easy to use magic to come up with perfect solutions to nearly every problem, especially dungeon-delving ones where, which the players were particularly interested in for that campaign. My group is considering picking that game up again, so I'm tinkering with GURPS magic systems and rules so I can dial in something I like. Something flexible but not overpowering. What do you all like in a magic system? What kind of
0: feel do you like? Do you have any favorites? Happy gaming. Dirk Merc. First off, to answer your initial question which I didn't answer, I'm using the default GURPS magic, and this is why. (laughs) I mean, it, it it is it's a little <clears throat> constrained because there's a big thick book full of spells, yeah. and you buy spells like you buy skills with character points. So you, your character has a limited number of spells. I think Stork's Stork's already made his character because of course we're doing character creation online, and his character has like twenty seven spells or something like that. <laughs> and it's like those those are the twenty seven things he can do with magic, and that's, mm-hmm. that's plenty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, pro- the one of the problems I've noticed, because I tried making a, like a freeform magic system, freeform magic systems, the problem is the characters end up becoming too flexible. Yeah, yeah. it's like you've, you've you know, there's a reason a lot of games have character classes. It's because it's, yeah. there's a niche in that adventure. Yeah. Every one of those people c- can can right. fit into that every one of them can get a little bit of the spotlight and solve some problems. But if your magic system is flexible where you can literally do anything you can think of, yeah. why do you need anyone else in the party? Why aren't you just going out by yourself? Because you're Superman.
2: So, <laughs> um... Uh, White Wolf's Mage the Ascension. Mm-hmm. No, Mage the Awakening. Right. The the Old World of Darkness, On Path mm-hmm. version. Um... <clears throat> Whichever it was. The Old old World of Darkness version um, has um, nine spheres of magic. Right. If I try naming them all right now, it's like naming the seven dwarfs. So I'll forget which one mm-hmm. I haven't named. So right. I'm not going to try. But the point is that you you have varying degrees of affinity within different spheres of magic. And what you want to do is some combination of those spheres to get the effect that you want. So it's very, very flexible. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, (coughs) there are limitations because all of magic is essentially believing that the universe is different than what the general consensus of belief that the universe is. Right. So you, you, you believe harder
0: <laughs> that reality is going to change. It's a, non, it's a, a, a non-materialistic view of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. They, they, they describe
2: it in the terms of
0: the tapestry,
2: where you're pulling at the weave of reality. Right. Um, now, depending on how um, blatant, how, how egregious your effect is going to be, that makes it a higher mm-hmm. difficulty... And depending on how many people are watching you, or just that are that people are watching you, because if they don't buy into that, right, right, it will it it causes paradox, and paradox can backlash on you and do serious trouble to you physically, <clears throat> emotionally, mentally, whatever. Right, um, and you can just die from too much paradox uh, whiplash or whatever the term, uh, whatever the term is. Um, So, I I like that, and, and as to why, you know, any one person doesn't just go out and do it all themselves, is that mages are still mortal, and it takes time and effort and experience points to build affinity in any one sphere, and so you have different traditions of mages who have focused on specific spheres... Right, and so you have <coughs> specialists essentially. Um, so I, I like I like that flexible mechanic. Um, if you're going for a flexible magic system, right? Um, that it's I'm, I'm pulling at time and matter and a little bit of forces to do this. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the moment of truth magic system I came up, which I never published because mm-hmm. I could never get it to do exactly what I wanted it to do. Basically, what had a kind of a free form magic thing, and that kind of relied on backlashes as, really for game balance.
1: That. Yeah, I really like that. I honestly, I think you should revisit because I think that system had a lot of a I, lot of potential.
0: I, I, I will. I probably will. I don't want to abandon it because I think I could get it to work.
1: I hundred percent. think so.
0: But those systems are tough. They're and they're yeah. tough to GM. Yeah. Those the sort of free form magic things because it's like
1: uh, they're it's, so fun to play. Though. They well, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, I think that's one of my. I love games that are like that. I I think it's important to have, like... uh, Like, sort of, like, the easiest way to explain it is, like, um, Benders from Avatar, which I know I've been bringing up a lot lately. But, like, it's like, okay, if you're a plant plant mage, great, you might be fucked if you go down into a dungeon because there's not a lot of plants down there. Right. So, and things like that where you have your thing. So, if you're a plant mage you can't do anything while we're in maybe you can get some algae if we're in the water like I don't know figure it out
0: I am an algae mage
1: that's <laughs> yeah, like is there enough algae in this river to like float the person across like like you're gonna have to think really creatively. Right. <clears throat> Um, but, um, Stroke also mentioned this too in the chat, like, um, having, like, you're a limit to your, your power, like you were talking about, like, yeah. I don't know if you've played, like, Magic the Gathering or anything like that, like, you only have so much mana, so sure. it's like, once you're out, you are done. Like, that, Well, that's, that's the yeah. GURPS balance. Yeah. GURPS balance is... Yeah, the and, and that's
2: kind of, uh, how they, they deal with magic in, in Savage Worlds, for instance, you have a power pool. Yeah, right. exactly. So, it, it's, it's similar. Like once it's
1: gone, like, if you use that to, like, oh, let's have a nice feast tonight for dinner, oh, we got attacked in the night, ooh that's sad. Like, too bad you made that cotton candy. Like, right, yeah. It was probably not a, big, a great use of all
0: that power. When I was creating the magic system, I kept thinking about Gandalf. Can't you make it stop raining? Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why would I risk doing that, though?
1: What <laughs> <laughs> would be the point of that? Right. We can deal with the rain. I, do,
0: I, I could also blow up the world.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: inadvertently mm-hmm. yeah so
2: but yeah i i, I like I, the idea that magic has consequence yeah because mm-hmm. uh, otherwise yeah it is the i win button yeah um right. and if it doesn't have consequence that it and, and it it has to be a scaling consequence for the power of the thing you're trying to do but it doesn't have to be a linear scale no <laughs> it it can be an exponential scale oh, sure, geometric <laughs> progression whatever i mean
0: one. So. i mean even gurps has a Go, can go beyond that limit, because you have your fatigue points or mana or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. And and once you've spent that, you're basically too exhausted to cast spells anymore. But you can continue casting spells by eating up hit points as if they were fatigue. Oh, yeah, okay. So, and of course, you could, you you, you have there's ramifications to that, because you're actually injuring yourself. Yeah. So. Uh,
2: that I think you can do that in mage as well, if I remember correctly. You can essentially sacrifice... I mean, all across White Wolf, you can sacrifice willpower for right. certain elevated chance of success. Right. Um,
0: so, yeah. No, right. Thank you, Gurgmurg. Thank you, Gurg. If that's your real name, I doubt it. Is.
1: It's a new name. They said if, it is if, a new
0: name. If, if, but they if, may if have legally changed it. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, if I came up with a name like Gurgmurg, I would. I'd change it in a heartbeat.
1: Gurgmurg is the. Name that they've chosen. That's the new name.
0: It's their 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 handle. It's
2: yes. the new
1: handle that they've chosen. This is the, what, they had something else before and they changed it to that.
2: I know. Okay. It, but he, he wants it to. He wants the name on his uh, his driver's license to be Gerd oh, yeah.
1: oh, okay. but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I Oh, you were like, yeah. If I was named Murd, I'd change it too. I'm like, no. That's that's what they chose. The
0: I, get it. I get it. Yeah, I'm talking about like.
1: Yeah. And everything you can do that.
0: I, maybe I won't. <laughs> 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 you won't. All right, Kurt. <laughs>
2: Your thing. Your thing, topic. So, um, uh, inspired by um, uh, college humors, Do- uh, Dimension Twenties, uh, uh, Dimension Twenties, uh, uh, Unsleeping City, uh, where they have essentially D D set in modern day New York City, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of connections to sort of the spirit of New York that. Apparently not just in this game, but apparently New Yorkers actually believe because otherwise I don't know why you would live in New York. Um, that there is this, there is this affordable character. housing. No,
3: no, <laughs>
2: true. Um, <laughs> uh, at least not in Manhattan. Uh, which A is lack r- of we're talking about.
1: All right, all right. Let's get, maybe, let's get the, the topic out before we start making jokes.
2: So, so I was I was thinking about how. Um, the character of your city in an urban fantasy setting. Uh, how do you how do you develop that? Like mm-hmm. in the Harry Dresden novels, which I have not read, but I have it on good authority that Chicago yeah. plays a role, or at least has. There's a personality to the city that
1: absolutely has
2: an aspect in the the the, the so? stories.
1: Like I, like the weather, especially like that, has a huge influence. Like he slides on the ice all the time in the winters or the hot summers well, when it's yeah
0: yeah. That's part. Th- of that, does him. that make the does that make okay? That's, no. that's, does that's, that make it of character though?
2: No, I'm not saying it's a character. I'm not saying it's <laughs> yeah. that the city is a character, but that there is a a personality of a setting, whether it's uh, New Orleans or Philadelphia yeah. or Seattle or Manhattan. <clears throat> that uh, Paris, you know, whatever, that um, lends to the overall tone and feel of the game. Okay, okay. Uh, now, I know in the Dresden Files uh, role-playing game, in during character creation, you essentially also create the city.
0: Yeah, the city is a kind of almost a, almost a character yeah, itself. Mm-hmm. right.
2: Um, I know uh, on, uh, on Firefly, the ship, Serenity, is like the tenth character. Mm-hmm. Nearly like the 10th character of the crew.
3: Um,
2: So how would you go about doing this for, say, Los Angeles? Because I was trying to figure this out and I hit brick walls, and I wonder
0: if it's just dissociative. It's too big. My problem with that is sort of like... It's sort of like a Schrodinger problem. Okay. I... People who watched Glittering Night might say, oh, yeah, Los Angeles seems very much, it very much seems like Los Angeles. It's kind of where we live.
3: You know what I mean? And
0: and I don't know, like, if someone said, oh, we're going to do it, we're going to set a game in Denver, Colorado. Okay. Uh, I don't know fuck all about Denver, Colorado. Hard to breathe. Hard to breathe. (laughs) That's the first thing I think of. Up high, hard to breathe.
1: Everybody skis, right?
0: Nothing, Made probably <laughs> a lot of plaid. I yeah, figure a lot of yeah. plaid, a lot of dope. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: Everybody drives like a four by.
0: Probably. Yeah. I would. Ma- you know what? I was in Utah on a business trip a long time ago, and all the rental cars were all f- uh, four wheel drive. Oh, okay. okay. I think that's that just sense. a thing when pl- in places where it snows a lot. Yeah, probably, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. And they don't salt the roads. Yeah. Right, but I don't know. I mean, to do that with. See, I think for most, if, if you're setting, if you're running a game in a setting you're just very familiar with, like you live there, I don't think there's any thought about putting the personality of that area into it. You're just gonna, I think you're just gonna do it. Okay. you know, what, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, where you do have to make conscious effort if you're setting it somewhere else.
0: If you're set, yeah. If I say Colorado, I'm I'm gonna a need to go read Google something it. about Colorado because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't know shit about it. <laughs> Hard to breathe. Yeah. Plaid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, because I've set games in like Budapest, in uh, Krakow. Um, these are cities I've been to, so mm-hmm. I know a little bit about. And them, that, but at I least don't...
0: gives you some vibe about yeah, what it, yeah. what it might be like. Like, I I could set. Th- there, are, like, there are places, and I've I've done this in the past because I took a trip to England once and went to London and Bath, and went to a lot of pubs. No, and so I will uh, often, when coming up with a tavern or something, we'll model one off of one of those pubs I remember from that, and that gives it a little more character and a little makes it a little less generic. Mm -hmm. I think.
1: Yeah, I think L.A. has a bad rap because someone in the chat was just saying this too. It's like L.A. doesn't have a personality, and Southern California we have a we have a very strong personality. We are just used to seeing it so much, and I think it's also kind of malleable. Um, Southern California, like, there's a, a huge, like, outdoor life. Your, your
0: mic is turned sideways.
1: Is it? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I had a great point to make.
0: I Go mean, ahead. <laughs>
1: um,
0: Very but, outdoor life.
1: Yeah, outdoor life. Like, I mean, like, we're one of the only places probably in the world that were so cool in California. Um, But like, you can like, literally you're like an hour from the beach you're an hour from snow in the mountains. You're an hour from the desert where like, and like no water anywhere. Like we have all these different ecosystems, which is like led to like one, that's one of the reasons why the movie industry ended up here because they can, they can drive and film anything, any
0: location they want within an hour, hour and a half drive. So
1: that's Mm -hmm. like, it wasn't an accident that LA, that we ended up here. Um, and then
2: when you can get good water skiing and good snow skiing in in the same day, yeah. Yeah. Good, good surfing. surfing I should say, yeah. good surfing. Right. And good, skiing, and, yeah. yeah. I was going to say good, good surfing and good snow skiing in in the same day. Yeah, right. Absolutely. That's basically the entire West coast of the United States, but yeah, LA is a big part of that. We're
1: very lucky, <laughs> yeah. Um, so in like, also like, like huge, uh, different populations, huge diversity because of all the immigration from at different points. So I, I think all of that has created a very unique kind of culture that also is more like I like people say like the melting pot of the United States. Well it's not, it's more like a salad. So it's like, oh, there's a bite, oh, there's the tomato in that bite, oh no, take this in. oh, there's some avocado, like like
0: you put tomato in your salad. I don't
1: put tomato in my salad. I have a lot of avocado in my salad. <laughs> <laughs> but for people who don't know that I hate tomato, um,
0: <laughs> you, know <now.
1: laughs> you know now. Um but I so, I think it's that's part of the culture of it that you can drive you know in this this city that has like 10 million people in it and it's more than a city it's like this giant county
0: Oh so that's that's the thing I was in rant, the yeah. sprawl yeah. of the, what we call what everyone thinks of as Los Angeles which is this tiny little postage yeah. stamp it's not over no. downtown No 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 LA city proper is effing huge yes. Okay it, Compared to what people think of, yes. th- and th- the continuous city sprawl, which now goes all the way to Palm Springs. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean,
2: but I mean, like yeah, yeah. In that sense, the, the 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 city sprawl that that is basically kept out of San Diego by. Uh, uh, the 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 uh, Pendleton no, by, by Pendleton <laughs> by, by Marines Camp Pendleton by the Marines the Marines protect San Diego from L.A. invading <laughs>
1: essentially assimilated by L.A. and
2: and it, it and, and you've got the the mountains on the northern end that keep us from expanding expanding into the central valley although we, f- you know, we
0: squoze our way through oh, there yeah, yeah. and then all the Santa high Barbara yeah right, right. exactly
2: right well but I mean L.A. L.A. city proper I mean yeah. from Chatsworth to San Pedro is seventy six miles.
0: Right. But it's a very thin, it's not not, not that wide.
2: It, I mean from from Santa Monica to to East LA and all of the valley basically okay, is, yeah, yeah, is valley, LA valley city valley. proper. <laughs> um, except for, you know, Pasadena, Glendale, San Fernando, that's yeah. about it. Uh, <laughs> Maywood, it? Vernon,
0: Burbank. I mean there's 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 probably 200 cities mm-hmm. in no. the area that people consider when people who don't live here consider L.A. Right. I mean, if I mean, you, if if you take, include Orange County, yeah. Yeah, and if you take the the whole huge I know sprawl, but people don't. think But it's so. all. What I'm saying is all one big giant continuous city.
1: Yeah. yeah. And at some point, there's like a line, or you'll see a sign saying "now leaving Los Angeles" or "entering Orange County." entering no, San Gabriel. Yeah. There's no difference at all. No. Like, entering
0: um, Sierra Madre.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think that's part of the like the. Like, if you're trying to make a character for Los Angeles, like, we are a driving city. Yeah. Like, like we have public transportation, and it's virtually unused by most of the population. Even though I think we should keep working to change that. (laughs) Um, Well, it's shitty exactly because we <laughs> built up this city we sprawled out this city and before
0: then, building it well and, yeah, yeah that's what that's what and you can't have subways here i'm sorry
1: no that's no i'm i'm, I'm fine with that yeah but the, the, the earthquakes are a little bit of a dampener on subways but um what right.
2: <laughs> yeah this, this is my favorite image and i hope we i can share this somewhere that it, this is the city of la proper right with Milwaukee, St. Louis, Minneapolis, Cleveland, San Francisco, Boston, Pittsburgh, and Manhattan superimposed on it at scale. Yeah. Inside of it? Inside of the city and, of LA proper. Yeah, right. The
1: actual <laughs> land. Yeah,
2: so, actual yeah, I So it's like, we're fucking huge. Yeah.
1: And I, that's part of, you know, and and when you're running games, and we did this automatically, and it always becomes a joke, like, okay, let's jump in the car and go there two hours later. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's
0: a series. (laughs) 24. Have you ever watched 24? Every episode is supposed to be like 48 minutes or something like that. And it's like, I'm on the 210 in Pasadena. I'll be downtown in about 10 minutes. No, No. you won't. What? (laughs) What is it? 2 a.m.?
1: And 2 a.m. is when they do all the construction. So even then. That's worse. Yeah. So I think like all these things that we think of, but like like these are what give LA its personality. Yes. And it has a very strong distinct personality and it's easy to like assume we don't have a lot of personality because when you live in a place it kind of becomes the norm and you stop thinking about it. It's it, like yeah. having an accent. Like like we have California accents. We don't think we have accents. We go somewhere else and everyone's like, "Wow, that's an amazing California accent." And I'm like, "Like what are you talking about? I have no accents." <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> Like, no, no, you totally are the one who has an accent.
0: <laughs> but see, but we do know we do oh. notice the Valley Girl accent. We do. Which we don't, don't really have. Re- we well, we only, okay. Uh, but we also only bit. notice
1: that because it has become such a thing with, like, the movies Clueless and things in, like that pointing it out. In the
0: 1980s, in yeah. high school, there were people affect- affecting that accent. I, yes. A lot of people. Thank you, Frank Zappa. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, yeah, it's probably his fault. It probably <laughs> yeah. is. Valley girl. I don't
1: know if we really would have noticed it, like, especially because it, like, it, it is so much of an affectation, especially in those movies and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, I live in the valley. <laughs> Just spoilers. Um, <laughs> my daughter is a born, going to be a born valley girl. Oh, God. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, she, uh... You're
0: not in the San Fernando Valley, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, are you are that, North
1: Hollywood? We no are hope. like the heart of the valley. I guess that is yeah.
0: I, I would know if I'd call it the heart. Wouldn't that be somewhere near the middle?
1: Well, Wouldn't no, be like, it's Reseda like the Park
0: Canoga Park. Or it's something? like
1: where it started. <laughs> it's like where all the things are. Oh, okay. So I don't know if the heart is the center. That would be like the Bullseye. I don't know, but uh, but like <laughs> downtown
2: isn't very close to the center of, of <laughs> right. Los Angeles. So, but I no. do
1: have a bit of you know a, an affectation just in my normal speaking. But then, like, when I put it on for, like, a character right. or whatever, um, I'm a little rusty. Sorry, I haven't done it in a year and a half. But um, then we really notice it. So, right. I, I don't know. I feel like every place has a little bit of accent and things like that. So Why it, do
0: you talk so fast? People outside, outside of California to Californian. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, so we don't get interrupted.
1: <laughs> yeah. I want to say everything I, I want to say now.
0: I, Just watch this show. <laughs> I, I'm,
2: I'm reminded of uh, Gabriel Iglesias was combining various. is like you know the way different Latinos speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Like Mexicans speak Spanish like they're stoned. Oh. Cubans speak Spanish like they're angry, and Puerto Ricans speak Spanish like there's a time limit.
1: I don't know if we're allowed to make that.
2: I, I'm, I, I know. <laughs> I understand that, but I mean, this—the idea of California, speaking of Southern California specifically, speaking very, very quickly—is yes. absolutely a thing. I'm not from Southern California, but I've ta- started talking faster since I moved here. You have so. to, yeah, yeah. You, or you get interrupted, you get run
0: over.
1: Yeah, my whole family talks like that. Like, it's like you, you, you throw yourself in there and you say what you have to say, or someone else is going to say, like, right. it's just like
0: no one's listening.
1: No. <laughs> Why would we listen to each other? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I feel like that's also a bit of a city thing. Like, as I feel like New Yorkers also have like a—I don't know—maybe I'm wrong. Like a. a
0: All they do I mean, is bitch about our bagels.
1: Yeah. Which well, is okay. So but, but I feel like they have, don't they? Like, isn't the stereotype of them talking really fast too? Or, I don't. I don't
0: that, that doesn't.
1: I don't know. I, I feel like I like the stereotype. I know they say "fuck Yorkers.
0: off" a lot. Yeah, is <laughs> a like, comma. The, especially no, in like, Jersey Sorry. Like,
1: <laughs> in Manhattan. I'm always like the people talking as they go, like walking on the street really fast like, on their cell phone, getting on yeah. the subway. I don't
2: know. Well, I mean, there's a, there's an attitude uh, in Manhattan of it, the polite thing is just not interact with anybody else on the sidewalk. Yeah. Oh. That's that's being polite. Oh, they
1: hate me. It, I'm sorry. <laughs> Like, when I was
2: there I was like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, <laughs> whereas, you know, in the Midwest people yeah. actually stop and talk with you.
1: That's weird.
2: Um, yeah, that is weird. A little bit. Um,
1: here we just like randomly greet each other in a very if you, like if you see someone aggressively you know, friendly way and then do not talk.
2: If like, you see someone, someone you've, you've met before on the street, you probably have like at least exchanged something. Yeah, say but hey. in Manhattan, not so much. I don't know about the other the other boroughs as much. I just know that basically all four of the other boroughs want to stay as way as far away from Staten Island as possible. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so just like right. now, you can come stay with me. I'm out on Sunday. Okay, so I'll be down at the hostel. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I brought a tent. <laughs> <laughs> that, There's a big park I found. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, right. But I, I, I think I, it would be difficult to run something that, and give it that level of authenticity if i hadn't been there yeah, yeah you know absolutely. at least spent you know a few days kind of getting a vibe for the place and yeah. and i guess that is one of the things that works
2: in like i said the the inspiration for this conversation is is dimension 20's unsleeping city because the gm and all of the players at least at one time lived in new, in new york city That's either great, in yeah. brooklyn or in manhattan or in queens that so really yeah they all know it the, the it's there's the, the shared um uh vocabulary yeah. right that is new york city that works for them mm-hmm. um i've never lived in new york i've only been there a couple of times i couldn't get that kind of feeling from mm-hmm. a game that i ran <coughs> um uh, and that's why i was trying to do it in la cuz i've lived in la for over 20 years yeah. so you know and i just i ran into this idea and I, a couple of friends pointed out that la is Maybe dissociative. It's not one personality. It's a council. It's like <laughs> you know, you've got the valley, you've got the west side, you've got uh, Pedro, you've got mid city, you've got downtown, you've got Baldwin Park. I don't know. <laughs> well,
1: and I think the, the I think the key in that is in all these areas are like these like cultural subgroups. Mm-hmm. Like you go to Glendale, it's hu- it's like the second biggest Armenian population out of Armenia, right? You know, so they, they, you know you've got like um, Korea Town, you have all these things that have these incredibly interesting, authentic experiences that are all also one part of a bigger collective, yeah, um, which is awesome. And especially like like every large city kind of has some of that, but there are some really uh, awesome ones in LA that are very unique to LA. So, anyway.
0: Yeah. And the fact that it goes on for fucking ever, It, does. it yeah, really does. That's the weird thing. Like that...
1: Great tacos everywhere. <coughs> yes.
0: Oh, you haven't had a taco, so you've had a taco in L.A. <laughs> okay.
1: Let's go hiking. Oh, hiking, hiking, God. hiking. No. That's an <laughs>
0: asshole's name for, for walking. Twerk born yesterday.
1: <laughs> God, everybody does go hiking here. I hate it.
2: I know. It's, it's a hiking, hiking really trail right by my house. I have not, I've lived there for...
1: It's not hiking. I'm sorry. You know a dirt path is not the same as hiking.
0: I, I agree with you. And I sound Super Valley. Oh, fuck that. Like, I used to go on the <laughs> night hikes with Sierra Club mm-hmm. at, at uh, what, is it, what is it called? Where? Griffith Park? Yeah, Griffith. Yeah. Some of those motherfuckers is like, oh, we're going to go up lower ankle breaker trail, and it's like this fucking steep. Okay, that's. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that, fuck that's you. Not, that's also not hiking, that's rock climbing.
1: Yeah, that's. Yeah.
0: Drives
2: me, <laughs> drives me fucking nuts. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, growing up around big trees like I did um, or not far from big trees that I, I agree it's like no hiking means going to the sequoias yeah. the redwoods <laughs> for so, me you know <laughs> that's a long way yeah that, from here well, not like, from where I grew up
1: <laughs> and just because <laughs> like right there it's like that's not an sequo- hour that's,
0: those aren't sequoias. Yeah, it's no, not sequoias no they're not redwoods, sequoias or, but
1: there's hiking there's actual hiking between yeah. trees
0: right. there well I mean uh, hiking is just an asshole's wor- term for walking
1: yeah <laughs> Fair enough. That's accurate. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's how you can tell the letter canning people lived in LA.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At least one of them did.
1: (laughs) It's pretty accurate.
0: Okay. All All right. right.
1: All right. Anyway.
0: But uh, I do like the innovation of night hikes. Yeah. That is fucking awesome. When
1: you live in the desert, that's important.
0: (laughs) It's like, I'm going to start walking it Seven o'clock at night and the sun's gone and yeah. it's
1: about eighty five degrees
0: <laughs> and it's but it's cooling down yeah. and like don't bring your dogs because the coyotes will, will eat fucking them. murder them
1: yeah <laughs> they will I love that
0: <laughs> night hikes are awesome
1: they are all right
0: all right well we're we're at, we're at an hour should okay. we
1: well put uh, wanna, Kurt has his thingy he wants you do to do that build
0: building yeah. yeah go ahead okay
1: I, and this counts for mine too because I helped with it
0: okay she did
2: she she's not just claiming. No, she actually did. So uh, I, I, only I it, named th- this week I, I dove into the weeds. I, I did math for this, and I came up with cosmology and a calendar. So um, the 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 world that we are collectively building has three moons. Uh, Kimmy named two of them. That, that's that's that I was did two
1: thirds of the work, obviously.
2: Sure. <laughs> Just that's
1: kidding. it <laughs> it's like this it's page of text that he typed out. I was like no I didn't know I just named two things three
2: moons three moons the largest which is comparable to what we see here on earth our
0: big big huge yeah, big, moon, main, right.
2: main, main moon right it's called Zatra, XATRA X-A-T-R-A uh, orbits once every 32 days which has a very nice phasing of four eight day weeks um, and a year is ten months which works out to a 320 day year uh, I won't go into the names of all the months and days, but okay. I do have them. All right. Um, there, There is a middle moon named Telper. Yay! It's about half the size. Spell that. T-E-L-P-E-R. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about half the size of the big one. Um, it orbits every 29 days. And then the smallest, which is maybe twice as bright as a night star. Oh, uh, so it's
0: like either really, really tiny re- or really re- distant?
2: Uh, very tiny. Okay. Very tiny. It's actually closest. Um, but it glows sort of yellowish gold, so it's often referred to as the gold moon, mm-hmm. or, and its period of 25 days is sometimes called a gold month. Uh, that one's called Laura. Uh, L-A-U-R-E. Oh,
1: it's like
2: Luray. Luray, I'm sorry, Luray. She's the one who named it, she gets to say how it's pronounced. loray Um. That's um, perfect, that is gold too. Right, yeah, I, I, yeah. I picked up on that. Yeah. Um. So, because of their respective orbits, the three moons come into Syzygy about once every 72 and a half years, which means that, which corresponds uh, to... Uh, about how often? 72 and a half years. Okay. Which is about once per human life, lifespan. The <coughs> math happened to work out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, kind of like seeing Halley's Comet, if you were born at the right time and you live long enough, you might get to see two of them in a lifetime. Right. Right? Well, it might be the same one.
3: <laughs> two Syzygy events
2: <laughs> you might get to see two Syzygy events okay. <clears throat> in a lifetime longer lived species of course uh, might see more of them um, but uh, the calendar is based off of the Syzygy events so the first of the year is uh, based off of uh, Syzygy um, and I'm, I'm assuming you're spelling Syzygy right I'm putting alignment <laughs> that works too. It's one of my favorite English words. Sorry, s y z y g y Fine, whatever. Um, and uh, of course, the lunar alignment. Oh, you can use the. You can. I'll translate. Uh, <laughs> um, has gravitational effect, which might, uh, which probably leads to some fairly significant weather, geologic, and uh, tidal uh, tidal events in the weeks leading up to and uh, following Syzygy. So, good thing that it only happens about once in human lifetime. 72.5 years. Yes, exactly right. So two of those periods, some cultures probably think of of two of those periods when, when Syzygy happens on the first of the year and then Hundred forty five years mm-hmm. later, if it's, tra- like it, if it's
0: dramatic enough, that might co- that might be what their century would
2: be. Yeah, their equivalent of a century. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. Long 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 period mm-hmm. thought. Right. Um, and um, this common calendar came out of the southern hemisphere rather than the, norm- no- the northern hemisphere. Um, so um, you have, oh, of course. Spring and fall and everything, but that right. but it's all reversed for the northern hemisphere as, Got as it. It. So the first day of the year when Syzygy happens on the first day of the year, that is in winter in the southern hemisphere. That's lined up. That's yes, yeah, that's the alignment. When it happens, always
0: it's always in winter.
2: It's in the uh, uh, no, it's not always in winter. It uh, happens at the uh, first year and at midpoint of the year. So depending on when in the cycle it is so, sometimes it happens on the first day of summer. Or, okay, or not the first day of summer because it's a ten month year. Uh, sometimes it happens in middle winter, and sometimes it happens in the middle of summer. Okay, so, and like I said, I have you can copy all the extra off the shared document.
0: Okay, excellent.
2: But yeah, this also since I do have three di- three different moons, different cultures might base theirs off of different uh different periods of the moon. Maybe thirty two right. doesn't uh, thirty-two day months doesn't they don't like that so they use <coughs> Telper's period instead or maybe they go by the golden month. Right. Over uh, of a twenty five day month or so cool. Excellent. It gives it gives room to expand. Right. Excellent.
1: Alright, very good. I think
0: that's everything. And I can good thing. Well right, Thank you for joining us, season twenty-nine, episode two of Happy Drinks Everyday podcast. My name is Stu.
1: My name is Kimmy,
0: and I'm Kurt. And we'll see you next week at uh, ten a.m. Pacific time on Saturday morning. Yeah. And until then. And tomorrow. And tomorrow for the start of groups slouching towards Eldemy, which will be starting at four, and we'll be doing character creation. Well, you don't like my? T- you don't like my? No, I, 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 think my I think it's hilarious. I it,
2: think it, it's hilarious. It's it's like the 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 double pun I did for the vampire game, hollowed planes. People thought I was misspelling. I'm like, no, I
0: wasn't. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next
3: time.
0: Has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. I've got information, man. New shit has come to light.